This is the TN Catch-Up with Jess Gibson, founder of the TN Card, a podcast produced by The Big Chat. Jess brings you, our members, the inside scoop on TN Card News and what's going on in our high streets in Tombridge, Tombridge Wells and Seven Oaks. Plus, in each episode, we catch up with our TN Card partners to explore what they're doing in our communities. So, let's take some time to catch up. Thank you for listening to our latest TN Catch-Up. These podcasts give you all the latest news on what's going on at the TN Card, as well as chats with some of our TN Card partners. This week, I'm talking to Holly and Charlotte at the Zero Waste Company in Tunbridge Wells. But before I do, here's a few pieces of news. Firstly, I'd like to start by asking for your help as a member in completing this year's member survey. I'm very busy at the moment working on both improvements to the website and also creating a new member app both of which will make being a member much easier and more rewarding. The survey asks questions about what you would like from both the website and new app, as well as how the scheme can be improved generally to give you maximum value for your memberships and to support our independence best. The survey takes six to seven minutes to complete. And as a thank you, I'm giving one respondent a £50 voucher for a favourite local independent of their choice. The link for the survey can be found in the blog section of the website, on our social media and in the August newsletter and the survey is open until the end of the month. Talking of newsletters, as a member you should be receiving our monthly edit in your inbox each month. If you're not seeing it, please check your junk folder. This will also ensure that you receive other emails sent out and reminders when your annual membership is due to expire. Thank you to everyone who joined us for our member evening at Green Sand Ridge in Shibbon on the 29th of July. It was such a great night and owner Will incredibly generous in keeping the gin flowing. We all learnt a great deal from him and it was fantastic seeing behind the scenes of their sustainable distillery. If you haven't yet joined us for one of our member events then please do. They are completely free for members and you can enjoy exclusive access to some fantastic local independents. Coming up next we have a member cocktail evening at Lodge in Tumbridge Wells on Friday the 20th of August and then we're joining the Zero Waste Company on the evening of the 16th of September. I'll be organising a member event in Seven Oaks next, so watch this space. You'll find details of all our events on the event section of the website directory. It's been a little quieter on new rewards over the past couple of weeks with the kids off school for summer, but I still have a few new partners to announce. In Tunbridge, we have a new leisure partner with the addition of Orca Diving Centre to our directory. They are positioned at Orchard Business Centre on Sanderson Way, which is where our friends Constellation Brewery and Falakia are. Orca is a paddy five-star IDC dive centre, offering experiences for all levels, ages and abilities. Members receive 10% off training and their on-site shop, plus 40% off their paddy taster session called Paddy Discover Scuba. It's usually £35, but just £21 for members. In Southborough this week, I welcomed Esquire Barbershop to the TN card. Positioned on London Road, the team are now giving members £2 off hair services from Monday to Thursday. 
I'm also excited to be working with the Wine Garden of England now and have welcomed three Kent vineyards to the TN card this week. Simpsons Wine Estates are in Canterbury and giving members 10% off their website. Biddenden Vineyards are giving members half-price self-guided tours of the vineyard on production of their cards, and Gusporn in Ashford are providing a complimentary glass of Gusporn's award-winning Blanc de Blanc for members who visit them and present their card. It's a really great excuse to get out there and tour our local vineyards this summer. Now Panto returns to the Ian Forster Theatre this summer with Treasure Island from Wicked Productions performed in the grounds of Tunvish Theatre. Funny man Tom Swift takes a starring role again as Jolly Roger. The Panto runs from Wednesday the 18th to Sunday the 22nd of August with two or three shows every day. Members receive 20% off tickets for their 11am and 5pm shows. I'm definitely taking advantage and I can't wait. Frontier Sapiens Festival is a brand new touring festival showcasing adventure, cultural and environmental short films on the big screen. It comes to the Festival Theatre at Hever on the 25th of August and members receive 10% off tickets. And finally, look out for the TN card in So Magazines now. We're now working with the So team to shine a light on some of our Tunbridge Wells High Street independents and I'm really excited to be able to talk more about the TN card and some of my partner businesses. The first feature is in the August issue which is now available to pick up in Tunbridge Wells. And that's all my news this week, so it's on to our guest chat, and I'm catching up with Charlotte and Holly at the Zero Waste Company. So today I'm excited to talk to my lovely friends Charlotte and Holly at the Zero Waste Company, the one-stop shop in Thomas Wells for sustainable and ethical shopping. Morning, ladies. How are you? Hi. Hi. How good, are thanks. you? Yeah, all right. I'm good. So should we start with a big question? Why a Zero Waste store? <laughs> Oh, I'll let Holly start with that one. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Why a zero waste store? Well, it kind of came about after a few um, business ideas that myself and Lottie had had. Um, but when we met, it was the, one of the first things that we learned about each other really early on, which was that we were both really into sustainable living and buy everything ethically. We, we had eight-month-old boys at the time, so we we kind of connected over the, I guess, lack of... Um, options in terms of if you did want to be more sustainable if you wanted to think greener and change your habits how do you do that in a really practical way and honestly there really isn't much around well there wasn't mm. where you know in Tunbridge Wells I live in Waterhurst Nottys um, and Groombridge and it either meant traveling a long way which obviously kind of negates the whole <laughs> zero waste ethos if you're if you're burning you know loads of, of petrol getting to these places um and we have absolutely no experience in it whatsoever. So we thought, why don't we just run a business that we've never done anything before? <laughs> it's like a really easy just option. another challenge. Let's just set it up. You know, no one else has done it. I wonder why. Um, then we found out why. Because mm. it's really hard. <laughs> but that was kind of it. I think we always knew we wanted to work together. And it made sense to choose something that we both live and kind of having common about, and yeah. passionate and and teach each other about as well like there were different things I was doing to Lottie and you know we realized there was just this massive opportunity yeah. to essentially educate other people and show other people that it's not as difficult as you think as long as there is you know somewhere a bricks and mortar place that someone can go to and you know essentially learn this yeah. stuff so well you say you had no experience but you had the the most important thing which is an authentic passion for sustainable yeah. living you know and, and you've got to you've got to love what you're doing and really believe in it I 
consumers, we, yeah. we, we sniff out in authenticity, don't we? Mm. So we know. And then and you lead by example. Tell me, how did you both meet? So we met because I did a post on social media on a, for, on a group, a mum's group page, calling out for mums that wanted to split childcare because um, I was freelancing and it was really hard. Lottie, I don't know if you remember, but I was in on that chat. You were? Yeah. You were? Yeah. So all three oh, of us. Back I, was ba- I was back there and then um, I kind of trailed off because doing... it got so busy with the boys and everything. Yeah. Mm. So that was how Holly and I met and that, that was what kick-started that. So, and then we just started pitching ideas. Yeah, so initially, because we were both freelancers, I, I come from a sort of marketing background and Lottie is a VA kind of background. So we initially were like, and I also used to be a VA. So we were like, oh yeah, we do the same kind of thing. And initially we joined forces and started doing those freelance things. But we but we just learned that, it, you know, childcare is a real problem when you're freelancing because you don't need it all of the time. You don't know when you're going to be busy. And, you know, and so just spending all of that time together, we really quickly realised that we could do something together. You know, when you kind of just meet someone and everything kind of falls into place, that's sort of how it was. We we met and it felt like we'd been friends forever yeah um and people still now think that we're like childhood friends and you know (laughs) our boys are three now so we we met when they were eight months so it's been a a good solid couple of years but in that time it feels like we've known each other a lifetime absolutely (laughs) incredible and not only are you best mates just three years later but your business partners and to take the plunge and within a year of meeting launch a shop is just incredible yeah yeah, a bit crazy. Have either of you managed to shop before, or is it totally new to both of you? So I had a retail background. Um, I used to run a Mac store, so I have, but in makeup, I was a makeup artist. Now the lippy years, makes so I... sense. <laughs> yeah, I've <laughs> yeah. never worked in a shop. Yeah, no. so I I have, but but completely different, completely separate, yeah. and you know and also a while ago you know that wasn't my recent experience at all and obviously with a big corporation they do all the hard stuff they do all the behind the scenes stuff you don't know any of that you're there running an established brand you know so it's very different to start (laughs) start up a brand well I'm totally inspired by you I mean how gutsy to open a shop and really just learn on the job it's incredible but the shop looked Mm. professional from the get-go you really oh, wild us, wild us all. We're good at winging it. Yeah. <laughs> so for, for anyone who hasn't, an illusion. for anyone who hasn't been to the zero waste company, I can't believe there is anyone. But tell us, what will we find on the shelves? What do you stock in the shop? Everything. No, so it's it's full of it's full of local majority local producers. To be fair, um, so anything from refilling your pantry to your fridge, your freezer. So you have a refill station. We have Mm. a huge refill station, so floor-to-ceiling gravity units. Um, We have refill freezer as well, which is pretty cool. So loose loose veg and fruit. Um, All your pantries, nothing in plastic, which is great. Mm. Our Um, motto from day one was that we would absolutely refuse to sell anything that came in plastic. And that was whether it was made from recycled plastic or recyclable plastic. We were just like, absolutely not, we're Mm. not going to dip our toe into that water because it, it it's a risky one and you know we are trying to tell people that recycling is the last option not yeah. the first yes. so um so there really is nothing in plastic at all so obviously you know there's all loose bulk goods things like pasta and rice and lentils and nuts and whatever and then we've got like tinned goods and bottled goods and jars and things like you know household cleaning products yeah cleaning products and 
and also all the little accessories that go with it but they're usually wooden not plastic you know so the wooden dish brushes and the replaceable heads for those the the loofers which obviously is made from a plant um and it's just kind of showing people that there are other options and actually they don't need to be more expensive they don't need to be not as good i think there's sometimes a little bit of a thing oh eco products aren't as good but we have not found that at no. all in fact actually i think a lot of the products that we sell especially the cleaning ones work really well so it's just about showing people that there are options and we do refill shampoo and conditioner we also do shampoo bars but they're not for everyone Mm. so we're always trying to find new things that people want and it's a gamble it's a risk every you know we've we've put things on the shelves and they haven't sold and we're like ah yeah. We thought that would be really good and no one's really that interested. And so it's constantly learning, constantly listening to customers and finding out what they want and then trying to find those products and those items and put them on the shelves. And, and it's hard because you ha- we have to do so much homework into all our suppliers. We don't just take everyone at face value. So there's a huge amount of research mm. that goes into every single product that's in our shop. Because you make a decision not just based on sustainability and, and green brands, but being ethical mm. is very important to you, isn't it? Yeah. Hugely. It's, there's almost like a criteria that a product or a brand has to meet before we'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love research. I'm kind of a bit of, of a bit of an obsessive when it comes to researching things. So I almost look for the holes. I try mm. and find a reason not to because I, I know that some of the most kind of intensely zero waste customers that we have who we love will find that information. Yeah. So I need to have found of that information. Of course. You need to be one step ahead. Sure exactly yeah. and it's all due diligence and sometimes people don't care as much and they're like oh it's fine it's only a little bit of plastic oh it's only on the outside it's only a film it's only a sleeve and mm-hmm. um, we can't mm-hmm. have that view so it's you know for us it's as important to know and and actually meeting suppliers and chatting to people and finding out why they started and having the conversations because you quite soon realize that people have a really similar outlook to you yeah. and you can spot the ones yeah. that are just in it because they saw that green's the, the key word right now and everyone's jumping yeah, jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, of course. Well, greenwashing's a massive problem. Is it? Moment, so. mm. Yeah. I suppose yeah, going back to your wanting to support local, that's an easy way to check yeah. that people are authentic. Exactly. It's amazing how many local suppliers we have. That, that really surprised me, especially mm. when we opened the shop, of how many sustainable supplies we have that are local yeah and those that are willing to change as well we had a couple of new new products that were being launched by people that during lockdown and they went well how can I make my product sustainable and that was that was amazing for people to suddenly go I'm I'm launching this but I want I want your advice Mm, on how to be sustainable I want to be in your shop and they've applied that to their brand which is amazing it's brilliant so I mean obviously my TNCOV members are very keen to support local who is on your shelves at the moment from Tunbridge Wells Tunbridge so we've got Green Team, so Naomi from Green Team, she's in Tombridge. We have Half Cup Candles, Louise, um, she's she's Tenterton, isn't yeah, she? she yeah. Is, yeah. Um, there's Rowdy and Fancies, they're based in Forest Road, so they're not Kent, but they're still there 10 minutes from the shop. Ra- mm. Who are Rowdies uh, then? What do they do? Chocolate. They're chocolate. Chocolate. So handmade, right. handmade chocolate bars, hand wrapped, and her brother designs all the artwork. They're be- it's beautiful. They are beautiful. I'm writing a shopping list here, amazing. by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have John and Maid Gin, who yes. are a Tumbridge Wells-based family who yeah. make um, gin. I mean, there are quite a lot of gin brands, actually, locally. Yeah. There's Green Sand Ridge as well. Davenport Wines. Yeah. Um, we've got the Honey as well. Mm-hmm. Our Honey's local. Refill Honey. Little Bloss Flowers. Um, I'm sure we're going to miss people out. We I'm are really going to miss I know you stock Mr. Amy's tea. I'm drinking it. 
Yeah, tea at the moment. Yeah, so tea. yeah we love them. Bean smitten coffee, Scandi yeah. bait. Well, it's what's so great um, is you've got lots of tea and car partners there. So if members don't want yeah. to order online through them and get their ten oh, percent discount, they can come to you for their tea. Exactly. John and Major. If you come in the cafe, yeah, you'll have if you have buy drinks in the cafe it will be a John and gin and it will be a bean smitten bean and it will be a Mr Ames tea Wonderful. so you you know we stock it in the shop and we also sell it well that takes cafe. us on to the cafe because that's a large part of what you offer did that yeah. evolve or from the yeah, outset yeah. did you <laughs> that was an accidental win <laughs> so we kind of built the cafe at the back because we didn't know what to do with the space so we just thought oh we'll we'll have a nice little sit down and a people and do, right. do a shop and sit down and have a coffee and all of a sudden it basically we started off just back. selling coffee and cake and that was all we sold and that was obviously we launched in November 2019 so it was kind of getting into winter, Christmassy, cosy months. And we were like, oh yeah, we were always going to have a coffee machine, but we were like, oh, we'll start doing cakes and, and some pastries. And, and for a while that, that sustained us. Um, but every time we came, people were like, can I see your lunch menu? And we were like, no, no, yeah. <laughs> have some well, more cake. It's, it's cake, is that okay? <laughs> and so we kind of realised that people were coming in and saying, oh, you haven't got any tables. And we were always full because we only had six tables mm. or something at that point. And obviously then COVID hit. And during that time, because we were able to stay open, being an essential food shop, um, the cafe, funnily enough, became takeaway only. And at that point, it went a bit bananas because we were the only people I guess that were able to sell coffee we had to be very careful because the government guidelines weren't very clear they were so vague um, it was like you're not really supposed to be coming out for a coffee but if you're doing a shop you can give someone a coffee so for a while it was like you can have a coffee if you buy something and I'm sure people thought that that was us and it wasn't it was it was just the government mm. guidelines <laughs> telling us and we we're like oh we just didn't know what to do um but off the back of that, we realised that we actually did use some of the time with, with lockdown to kind of consider an actual menu mm. and start providing, you know, lunches and food. And, you know, it's it, it evolved quite naturally. And then during kind of July and August, when we were allowed to reopen, it went, you know, very mm. big quite quickly. And we soon learned that we needed a bit more infrastructure in place to be able to offer a proper cafe, yes, which we've obviously now invested in yeah. and done. So. We hired a chef. We did the amazing gen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, buying buying things in is very expensive, which is a costly mistake that you know you you only learn when you do it. But at that stage, we weren't you know we don't we didn't have professional kitchens. We weren't able to really. We can only make what we have on site. I don't know if anyone knows, but obviously, what you see when you come into our shop and cafe is what is. you get. There yeah. is no there's no kitchen anywhere. That the, <laughs> what that counter is everything. It's our till. It's our coffee area. It's our prep area of food so we are limited by the amount of equipment that we can physically fit and also you know what we're allowed to have in the building and things like that so we've just had to get clever with it and that's when we hired Jen (laughs) and Jen got clever with it the produce you use in the shop is it leftovers from the store yeah yeah which is amazing so there are there are so many things that I'll throw at Jen and go here can you do something with this because I don't want to throw it away but I can't sell it anymore (laughs) yeah I mean things like carrots that go bendy there's nothing wrong with them they've just gone bendy and actually they taste amazing when roasted or Mm. in a soup or whatever you know and the good thing is Jen has got like 20 years chef experience she is incredible and she obviously has a kitchen at home that she can experiment with and do whatever so we we buy organic veg in and then anything that doesn't sell she then uses in food so I'd say about 30% of what we sell currently will have 
veg or something in it that would otherwise have had to have been thrown away. So we are actively combating food waste in the cafe. And the same with the zero waste. It is very difficult. We're very transparent about it. It's very hard to buy in catering products, for example, like just mayonnaise, butter, that kind of thing. Um, you can't get those things in catering sizes that aren't in plastic, it, it it doesn't exist. And believe me, we have tried to find it. Um, I'm so sure in, of making our own. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, unfortunately, that, that is just something we really don't have time for. Um, it's become something that instead of... So we don't sell anything in plastic. Obviously, we do have to buy in certain things like tubs. Um, but when they are empty, they don't go in the recycling. They go in a customer-free box in the shop and we say use these because they are the perfect size for bulk pasta mm. rice filling up with beans cereals um, Jen uses them a lot to transport food Jen, well, yeah so Jen will great. often take them away and then bring back you know when she makes the salads and things they come in those tubs so we're not putting them into the bins and the same with our ice cream we sell a, a lot of ice cream in the summer <laughs> in plastic tubs but we just we we send them back to Ross at Taywell who then can either dispose of them if they aren't able to be reused but or reuse them yeah so it's just keeping things in a loop rather than into waste. Yeah, and from. everything in the cafe is organic. And yeah. it's vegetarian too, isn't it? It is, Vegetarian yeah. and vegan, yeah. And vegan. Yeah, so it's Holly, are you anything... vegan? Mm. I... <laughs> I, I thought I remembered a conversation where you said you were. Yeah, no, I was, ve- I, I was vegan for four years. I'm, I'm not a very good vegan. So, um, and by that, I mean I will occasionally have an egg or I will have cheese on a pizza once a month and so I, I now say I'm vegetarian with vegan tendencies so I don't <laughs> offend anybody um, but I, I would never touch meat and we decided early on that we would never sell like meat in the shop so we'll always be vegetarian but when we brought Jen in um, we decided to make everything that she makes is vegan so everything right. that's made in like in the cafe from Jen is vegan and so there are still some supplies that we do buy in from you know things like some pastries um and sort of some savory pastries as well from a company called Naked and Ready and they are vegetarian because they will have like Gruyere cheese or you know a scotch egg that's another Mm -hmm. popular one so um so obviously we do sell eggs and we do sell cheese so we we don't want to kind of be completely vegan because we appreciate that people you know want those things and if we can offer them those things plastic free then of course we're going to um we sell refill milk for example um we just bring in a bottle and refill and it's cheaper and obviously people can come and do that it's fresh because we get it every single day fresh in from the local dairy um so it's just finding ways to make people shopping easier to be plastic free um so yeah and I think with that sometimes people do come in and ask for a ham sandwich that happens more than I'd like um but you know it's a tourist town not everybody knows who we are or what we do and they don't necessarily know until they sit down and see a menu that we are vegetarian and it's a good conversation Uh, starter isn't it it's a great conversation starter um so what's on the menu at the moment do you do breakfasts we do we do it's we we like to say a light breakfast Mm -hmm, so we we can't cook on like so we don't we can't have any um like frying pans for example so we can't do eggs we can't do sausages or anything like that um so our breakfasts are more kind of like pastries and porridge and muesli's and granolas and toast and kind of a light breakfast a bit like a kind of a continental breakfast that you would get in a hotel um i like to make a healthy breakfast a healthy, yeah i'm gonna spin it as a healthy breakfast yeah. and we are than into, a limited breakfast we're introducing um 
some pancakes as well pancakes yeah. and fruit compote um so we I, I like to think that we we offer a nice breakfast but some people if, if they want a full English then yeah obviously yeah. we're not yeah. going to be able to cater for that but and then for your lunches um, that, are that sandwiches panini soups exactly um chilies, two peaches. salads of the day we've got usually two tarts of the day um because <clears throat> Jen is very clever so she's just started to make a gluten-free tart and a vegan quiche um and she'll make a we call it a naked salad <clears throat> excuse me so it's um no kind of carbs essentially so she'll always have a naked salad so re- more recently we've had like an asian style slaw with a peanut dressing um she'll make uh like a new potato salad with green beans and olives i'm and, getting so yeah. hungry she's really clever and yeah. it's it's really um it's really lovely because she, we just give her free reign and she'll just go, oh, I made this. And we're like, amazing, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. and frequently I just, every day now, I'm like, what's the salad? Because I'm trying to be healthy at the moment and, you know, just make myself feel better that I'm having a salad. Even though it is like bulgur and, you know, roasted butternut squash and things. I'm like, yeah, that's healthy. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so wonderful that when you pop in for, to pick up some refills, you can have something different each time. Yeah, you can step in hand. Yeah, exactly. And that's what sustainable yeah. living is, isn't it? Being flexible with the seasons, what's... Precisely what's available and working with it this is the thing as well is that we often have seasonal food on the menu so you know the the tarts and things obviously in the summer we've got an abundance but it's harder in winter to kind of offer such a variety so she yeah she's very creative and it means that you know we don't really have to think about that there's full trust there that Jen's going to just come up with the goods and she does all the time um which is great and you know like her chilies are kind of renowned so when when we go into sort of autumn winter time our our menus will change we'll probably only offer the one salad but then we have soups and stews Mm. instead so they're super popular and last year you were positioned outside weren't you yeah Yeah. it's really great Because it's just easy if someone walks past and they can smell hot soup and it's chilly and you can just give them a lovely cup. You know, we've, it, it's it's easy for us and it gets people kind of smelling it and thinking, oh, that smells nice and, and come by and just and it's quick. Yeah. You know, we can just it, it, in the same way that you can grab an ice cream in the summer. So it's, it's a nice little thing to yeah. do, I think. Plus also you've got your outdoor yeah. tables now, which is it's lovely to have them yeah. back and you've got a big yeah. space outside. Big space it out in front, yeah. yeah. And we flipped the shop and the cafe now as well. So the cafe's at the front, whereas it was at the back, and the shop's now at the back. And we managed to do that without losing any. I was going to ask, did you have either. to remove anything? No, we managed. We to just fit it condensed, all and I think it just showed us how much we were spread before. Yeah. Because, you know, people talk about customer journeys in retail and things like that, and obviously I've got a bit of background in that, but it's. It's people funny. got lost and stuck in corners. Yeah, people would like end up going to one part of the shop when it was at the front, whereas now it's at the back. Because it's in a smaller space, you actually do the whole loop. So it's interesting to see that people are actually seeing more in a smaller space than they were in the bigger space. So yeah. it was a good call. It was one that we both felt a bit like, oh, yeah. this is the right decision. And, you know, especially because we do everything ourselves, like everything in the shop, the wallpaper, the painting, all of it, it's all done by us. We don't get people in. We, we can't really afford to, if we're mm. honest. And... And we frequently upcycle things. Like the whole shop is like made of things that were here from the farm shop that it was previously that I might have just whacked a bit of wallpaper on and tried to make pretty or we've painted it or the whatever. The till point, Tom made the till. Yeah, my he? husband's very handy and he... He did that from all the shelves, didn't yeah. he, from Chegworth. I remember shelves. my first first visit because I'd been following your journey. You opened the doors, mm. I couldn't believe what you'd managed to do. It's <laughs> incredible. Yeah, it, it's it's evolved. I love it how it is now. When I look back at how it was, I'm like, oh, 
it's so funny to sort of see the like the journey we've had in that time and 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 obviously you just things kind of move and change and you realize that that doesn't work there and you know and it's funny when you look back and you go why would I've ever put that there (laughs) but it's trial and error isn't it and listening to your customers yeah. yeah, and going back to the cafe, you provide bespoke cakes as well. So if someone wants a celebration cake, they can come to you. They yes. can. Yeah, and Jen makes incredible cakes. Yeah, they're always vegan. I mean, she can make a non-vegan cake, but so with Jen, she is actually she has a um, a bad dairy intolerance, so she actually isn't vegan, but she can't have dairy, and and she just says cooking without eggs isn't really a big deal. So for her, it's just a case of she's adapted her baking skills, and she's amazing. Oh, yeah. We literally. <laughs> Every time it's anyone's birthday, my mum, my husband, my kids, I'm like, Jen, Jen can you make us a cake? You... Uh, yeah, uh, when our boys, um, so Lottie's son and my She does not make born... birthday cakes for your kids, does she? Oh, yeah, she... oh I'm time. so jealous. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, like, it's, it's like, uh, Jen, it's the boys' birthday, because they're, they're born a day apart, so we, we did a joint birthday for them this year. And um, it was it was quite funny because I was like, right, we need a birthday cake. And she did the most amazing, Massive like three, cakes. Th- a three wow. and it was like a triple chocolate with like with biscuits, like in the actual icing. Does she realise that she's it. committed herself to a decade of birthday cakes? I yeah. hope so, because yeah, um, we've care. already told her that her notice period is 100 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <She's> like, <laughs> <laughs> she can't leave us now. Please that's, don't that's leave just, us. It's in her contract. So, yeah. <laughs> she made sugar-free amazing. cakes the other day, didn't she? Yeah, she did. It's wizardry. It, it, it actually it is. is, genuinely. I don't yeah. understand it. I mean, it. how can you make a cake that tastes nice that's got no sugar Is she in it? still doing understand. your um, afternoon teas? Can people still buy those? We do, we we do. do them seasonally. So yeah. we don't have them available all year round however we do have some exciting plans for coming up to Christmas well I had the pleasure of trying one of her afternoon yeah. teas yeah, and, and I honestly couldn't yeah. believe there was no there was no dairy in there it's mm. just yeah. they were totally vegan I know the totally funny thing incredible. is I, I, I got my mum one and um she obviously she knows that, that a lot of the shop cakes are vegan and she's she's old school my mum you know she's always just like trying to sort of sneak a bit of butter into my children and things like that <laughs> so um when I gave it to her I was like mum just try it honestly I think you'll like it and she she couldn't find a fork no. she was like that was amazing and I was like I know told you I mean the, the cream that came with the scones I, you know I'd have put money oh, on there honestly, being dairy there yeah yeah I agree it's when incredible. Jen said she'd made like a, a kind of a vegan clotted cream I was like what is this wizardry and <laughs> It, honestly, she's. I don't know how she manages it, but she does. She's amazing. Yeah. Well, let me know when they're back on the menu, so I need to order more. Yeah, we will. They will. We'll always do it for a Mother's Day, um, yeah. and we'll. We are going to have a Christmas afternoon tea, um, which will be like a bookable one oh, in lovely. the shop. So yeah, there'll be more details for that to come. Which is Am I right in thinking she does event catering? If someone's got she an does. event yeah. coming up, they can contact Sarah yeah. West. Yeah, so it's provide. It depends on her availability, obviously with us. Yeah, because she is one person. So sometimes if we're really busy, we'll say no. Yeah. Um, but when it's slightly quieter, I'd say absolutely. yeah, going into autumn, winter definitely. And also we are looking at getting her an apprentice so that she does have an extra pair of hands, which will hopefully you know be helpful for all of us. Um, but event catering is something we really, really wanted to introduce, but we didn't want to do it and rush it and potentially disappoint so um we've actually managed a few sort of in-store events now that she has catered for that we now are really confident that we can definitely do it externally so she's done it for a few photo shoots that people have hired us for as well yeah nice there's obviously a a market there there is there is i think in general you know 
people with allergies and intolerances, it's much harder now to, to mass cater for people. And sometimes it's easier to go with something that caters for the allergies and everybody else rather than giving them something separate, you know. Gone are the days now when you go to, I don't know, a wedding or something, you get this sad little plate and everyone else has got a, an amazing array of food and you're like, oh, this is it's, mine. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> have some cheese. Oh, you're vegan. You can't have that either. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and honestly, it's it's I've had that a few times. You know, it's, it is what it is. But it, catering has evolved and I think restaurants and hotels and everybody are having to realise mm. that, you know, everyone needs to up their game you can't just give someone a, a, a stuffed pepper anymore you know like you, we need to we need to get better at this because you know this is here to stay so um yeah so Jen is obviously very good at that and people know us through the cafe so I think there's a confidence there when they come in and they eat with us and they know that what they're eating is her so essentially they can sort of I guess get a feel for the type of foods that she makes and the flavors and the way she cooks and so that appeals to people as well yeah you mentioned earlier that you opened November 2019 so calculating yeah. that's what five months before the pandemic yeah. struck what great time to open a business right yeah. wonderful <laughs> so yeah fast forward five your months your trading done yeah <laughs> so by March then you were facing the first lockdown yeah. Um, yeah. What, yeah. What went it through your mind? What started. happened? Because I... well, I announced I was pregnant, and Holly, <laughs> Holly, Holly, Holly nearly fell over, and then lockdown hit. It was great. It was a wonderful time. That was, that was you should see Holly's like face, Lottie. <laughs> 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 oh she knows well, she really I, mean, <laughs> I, I made a cute baby so it all is forgiven it's, honestly I swear if, if Mimi wasn't as cute as she was I'd still be furious but um, thankfully she's thankfully I do love her like my own so you, know, you dodged a bullet what, there what if she continues to make cute babies you can have told this oh, there, there are no more babies she my, must, hu- my husband said in no the contract. Like the one thing Holly's like brilliant okay yeah. that's quite that's a dead enough. set then what I also enjoyed was how I said to Lottie, we said no babies in the first year. And she was like, well, technically she was born after our first year anniversary. So oh, therefore no. I didn't have a baby in the first year. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> okay. Hmm. Are you, but yeah, we, Lottie, still on maternity, by the way? Is this, technically, is this yeah. you? Yeah. Not working. <laughs> okay. It didn't really work. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'd love to have allowed her like six months just with the baby but no not a chance just didn't happen I think I was working New Year's Eve wasn't I with Mimi strapped in, <laughs> yeah. in the shop yeah but I, I mean I was going to ask you earlier actually I mean you look like you've been working together for so long you've been friends for so long but it's a new relationship do you have different strengths do you contribute in yeah. different ways to the mm. brand Yes, definitely. Honestly, it's it's almost perfect without jinxing yeah. it. I don't know <laughs> don't how it happened. It. Yeah, don't jinx it. I don't know how it happened, but our strengths are so clear with each like like I just do all the design, the aesthetics, the the writing, the words, the kind of the visuals. Mm-hmm. And Lottie is like a maths brain. She's literally <laughs> like the planning, the the money. I can relate all, to you, Holly, yeah. not to you, Lottie. <laughs> I don't, I, if Lottie wasn't around, 100% we'd go under in a month. I don't know what she does. Like, and I'm being completely honest, I do not know the, the stuff. And she'll send me these spreadsheets and bless her heart, she's so excited by like all of the formulas and things and I just don't care. And I, I really want to care, but I just don't. I'm like, but does it work and do we know where we're at? She's like, yeah, and I'm like, great. I'm never going to look at a spreadsheet with the love that she does. Yeah. But, but you don't need to because Lottie's don't need here. to don't need exactly to. and that's the thing like I come from a marketing and brand yeah. and social media background so 
I've always done the website, the social media, and I'm quite creative and visual. So, you know, I have strong ideas of how I want things to look in the shop. And then Lottie is like research driven and figures and like understands the business and, and like all of that helps. Obviously, Lottie's husband is kind of like, well, I never know what to actually call him. So he's a, he's a, he owns a fund, as a VC fund, but his background is business coaching. Right. There we go. So he's an entrepreneur. So he's, he's done, he's done nine Kickstarters. So wow. I, every night, him and I sit and rip the business apart and piece it back together. That's, that's our evenings. And he just wants to see us succeed in every way. And he annoys me, but that's what business coaches do. And that's, that's what husbands do. Way. Mm, and that's what general, husband day. Yeah. yeah. So he annoys Holly, he annoys and then me he too, annoys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he annoys me. But Holly gets to escape. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to sleep in the same bed as him, so it's fine. <laughs> I was going to say something that's probably inappropriate, so we'll move on from there. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'm all about that. Um, but yeah, I think with that, it it just means that it's so easy for us. Like we never. There's, it's it's almost like we do it naturally and we never even had a conversation about it actually it just, just was like well I'll do this and you do that when we first started and it just has naturally become that anything that kind of is to do with visuals or writing or anything like that it's me and anything that's like more money and invoices and forecasting it's Lottie it really is and special of course that we, that. I know and I don't but I genuinely don't think I could run a business with anybody else because I I don't get me wrong I can do a spreadsheet my husband is obsessed with spreadsheets I mean he works in like money he appreciates my work he he does to be fair I'll I'll show him her formulas and he's really excited Um, and so I know like I could always call on him and I don't get me wrong I've worked with spreadsheets for a long time but not in the same way like it would take me four hours to do something that takes Lottie like 15 minutes so and Lottie enjoys it so hard Yeah, seemingly. You don't want to take that away Um, from her. No, I'd never take that away. So who does the social media? (laughs) Who am I actually talking to when I message? Mm, Because I don't know who I'm talking to. It's it's always (laughs) very confusing. To be fair, we do like to, yeah, we confuse things. So I do all the social media posts and I write everything that we put out essentially comes from me but if you message or add us in a story or something it could be either one right, of us like yeah. Lottie's like and Lottie will do stories and things as well but like the main posts that we do I tend to craft them it's just... only because I'm at home with the kids so if I see something come through and Holly's yeah, running around. coffee mm. I, I will just quickly respond yeah I must admit, probably you're probably more likely to be speaking to Lottie on messenger than you are on me yeah um but yeah in terms of like what I actually put out and those that side of things will be me like the post I did yesterday which I realized I should have posted way before 10 p.m but there we go it went out at 10 Most of, <laughs> well, my, my posts are out. always first thing in the morning or last thing at night it's the only chance I yeah. get my, that's my window yeah. The ridiculous thing is, obviously, I've, I, I used to run a social media consultancy. I know that I can schedule posts, but with my own business, not a chance. I just I'm don't. exactly I'm, the same, though. Go, I, know all that I, I haven't actually done a post for a week and a half. I'm exactly the do same. Something. And actually, <laughs> I don't want to schedule because I want to keep it fresh and feel mm. inspired and post from the heart. And you kind That's of lose that I, soul when you go into I think you do. your schedule. And bearing in mind, I used to, I used to schedule posts for like, brands and that was my day in day out work and but I had no emotional attachment to any of it whereas with this I'm I'm heavily attached to it if I put a post out it can it can take me 45 minutes to write a post because I everything I write it genuinely is coming from my heart and it's what I believe and what I'm thinking about in the business and you know whatever the aim is of the post even if it's just a silly video um it will still be something that I will think about the language and yeah but that I'm obsessed with English and writing and I'm really like I'm 
a bit of a nightmare when it comes to things like spelling and grammar. Like, I, everything has to be perfect. So I think they're I quite similar, I, Holly, I think. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, if there's a spelling mistake, that's not me. That's never... I mean, unless it's an act, like a tight... You know, like when your phone changes it. <laughs> Basically, then, Lottie, she said, like, if there are any mistakes on your account, it's you. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, but she knows that. Oh, totally. Honestly, you should see the stuff that was input on the till when Lottie adds products. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. We had Victorian lemonade as Victorina for ages. But she's good with numbers, don't worry. She's great with numbers and she puts them on the till, so I'm, I'm just happy that exactly. they're on Exactly. But your social media, you've got a, a huge number of followers because of this, the passion that you have mm. and it comes across. You wrote a very powerful post, is it last month? Or, yeah. yeah. Tell us more about mm. that. Mm. <laughs> well. Well, I turn around and say it's not good yeah the thing is I I can I'm very operational I'm in the shop more I'm there every day and I'm in it and we we actually said last week we've realized I'm I'm more in the business I'm not working on it and I need to start working on it again um but what that does mean is sometimes I don't know where we're at financially and I might feel like oh, we've had a few good days so we're all good and then Lottie was like actually you know the problem is... Sorry, for anyone that where... hasn't read the post, um, Holly and Charlotte spoke about the pressures on them through the pandemic, mm. and, but also the coming, pressures yeah, as a zero waste store. And... Yeah. 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 And I think basically it was an asking for help post, which yeah. I was very... I had to really think about because everything I put out, I try and make positive and show you that we are battling and you know we we don't shy away from saying things are hard but we're we're usually like yeah we're still here we're still going we've managed to get through a pandemic we're still able to deliver you this and offer you this and it became that we actually needed people to start shopping with us again because the footfall hadn't increased as much as we'd like we you know everything we opened but there are understandably people are still hesitant to kind of come out and so I think for us, it, and we've it, invested a lot of money to reopen. Yeah, a lot of money, and I think, and but that's not just us. Everybody has done that, mm. and I don't think people realise how much money has been invested into reopening. Because some businesses could have just shut their doors and walked away, but they've gone, no, do you know what? We're going to refinance. We're going to do this. We're going to launch, and then to not have the footfall they've expected, those bills are, are stacking up, mm. and then they've got the the losses they made from last year. And we've got the added insult of startup costs as well. Yeah. So it, it's been a the brutal. Pressures. Like when I say brutal, I mean that in the absolute sense of it's brutal. In you know, we didn't get a rent break at all throughout COVID. Like we we were able to stay open, luckily, and there are other people who are on the pantiles who didn't and didn't get a rent break. So in the sense that we we had to pay our overheads and they are high on the pantage you pay a high premium for being there but i think um, your post took everyone by surprise because perhaps it looks like we're you, doing well because you were open throughout yeah yeah people see but open we doors open and they well they're yeah. trading they're okay we don't yeah. need to worry about this and the, and that's your consumer professionals too Holly, and you're always smiling you know you're hos- mm. you're so hospitable and friendly and you have a lovely team of smiling faces um, yeah. and then also because your social media is so professional and I think I think it was almost it's kind of it's difficult isn't it like we we want to give people positivity and so to then be like essentially and and it wasn't a negative post but it was actually saying yeah, it was a wake-up like, call we're holding out we need we need some help now you know but we had an incredible like response from our customers yeah. like people just saying I had no exactly. idea and why would they yeah because in all honesty no business really shares 
all of the bills they've got and how many invoices they've got outstanding and the fact that the banks have suddenly asked for the money for the loan that we got last year that was the you know the help out loan and suddenly those repayments were due again as of like april and and there's no furlough scheme anymore because majority of us to reopen need our stuff so all of those like handouts and helps that got us through what people thought was the worst part of covid i genuinely feel now this is the the hard part I, this more, is the i think you'll see a lot more businesses close exactly what i've been trying to say to people that yeah. people, we think we're through the worst of it because the high street's yeah. back open we are only just seeing the tip mm. of the iceberg there will be closures saying if holly, we don't act the same thing. yeah absolutely mm. and it's always looking a quarter ahead and i keep saying to holly we're about to hit winter or autumn quarter which is the worst for hospitality and if things aren't good now we're in trouble yeah like this is this we is should we should be saving for winter now and we, should, we should be reaping rewards yeah. in summer to save for winter and we are just getting by in summer and, and that's every, still the case now you know yeah. i know it's it's fabulous that people have responded and people are coming in and they are supporting us but it is it's it's not made it go away you know no. it's still there and it's still very prevalent and we you know we're quite positive people so for us it's like we'll make it because we have to because yeah. we have to survive this is what we need to do um and there will be other businesses who just can't yeah and they might have been doing this for 20 years and just think do you know what i'm too tired to do mm. this now so many um, are closing i mean the amount of zero waste shops we've seen close yeah. over the last three months is insane well, it broke yes. my heart when I saw Ellie's post at Contain yeah. Yourself in Southborough. She, like you, brand new business, just never had the yeah. chance. It's brutal. It's brutal. And and that, I think we're going to see more of that. I know, I know of 12 zero-waste shops in the last quarter that have shut. Tell us why mm. the pressure is even more on the zero-waste stores. What issues are we not aware of? Margins are small. Margins are really small. And also it's... We swallow a lot of the margins because of effectively the do good that we're trying to do. It's not a, it's not a money machine. It's not, a, and so we have a lot of small suppliers that can't give us big margins. So you have really small margins, and your sell through is quite small because they last so long. Mm. <laughs> so when someone buys something that's sustainable, it lasts longer. So they're not buying it as regularly, but your margins are a lot smaller. Whereas big chains, big supermarkets, their markups are so high, but they've squeezed that supplier to get that margin. And zero waste and ethical and more local businesses won't do that. They won't squeeze their suppliers mm. because they have You such are being a fair store. Yeah. 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 And also there's not as much choice. You know, we really research heavily where to buy our bulk goods from, our cleaning refills. And honestly, we have, I'd say, a choice of around five for each, like five companies that we could order from that could give us the variety or whatever that we need. So refill shops, especially ones that are closed loop, which means the um, like the cleaning bottles, the big 20 litre um, jerry cans, they take them back and they reuse them. Um, there are some that they don't and they go to an incinerator and obviously we're not going to use those ones so it means that I don't mean to be stuck with those supplies I just mean that because it's a smaller pool to choose from and they are also feeling the pinch because they are also going through COVID and they're usually quite small businesses and sometimes cooperatives and all sorts you know they might have put their prices up and also they put their minimum order quantities up this is another area that we've been really hit by minimum order quantities that used to be 150 or 200 pounds are now 500 pounds And also, there's no 30-day... And I suppose, going back to what you said at the beginning, Holly, you don't know. 
what's going to be popular and not popular no, no. because you're still exactly. listening to your customers yeah yeah and you know i did a post a little while ago during covid because we had customers coming in I'm guessing quite huffy and cross with us because they were saying, well, every time I come in that you've not got any porridge oats and you don't have this and you don't have that. And I had to actually do a post to say, you know, I'm really sorry if we're not stocking the shelves quickly enough for you. We don't have the cash flow for it because we have to pay for that upfront. And most companies get 30 days, supermarkets, 190 days to pay an invoice. And so, of course, you know, they can order what they like and think about it. And then they're still getting arrears, you know, for us we don't get the goods if we're not paying for them up front so to come up with an 850 pounds so that we which is essentially the average cost of like um refilling our bulk units like if you know we order all the 25 gram kilo sacks of whatever um so we have to wait until almost everything is empty to then do an order mm-hmm. and then everything gets refilled and i think people just think we'll just order a bag of rice your rice is out of stock it's like no 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 like we can only order once we've done everything that we need you know and it's it's difficult and we try and order two or three bags of things you know we we do do all of those things but it is just harder but as a community just... we need to be educated in this because we don't yeah. know you know so the more no, that exactly. you share the more that you're transparent mm. in these difficulties the more you know people will get behind you yeah i think absolutely and we've we've already agreed that i mean i'm going on holiday on sunday so i will be like outrageous behavior weeks. but i know Who'd have thought? Um, but when I'm back, we've already kind of discussed, actually, I always said, like, we don't have time to put a regular blog post out. But actually, I'm going to make time because I think one of the areas that we've not been as good at or, or what I'd really have liked us to have been more kind of doing for our customers is actually the educational side of things. Like, here's why this is hard. Here's why you can do this. Here's how mm-hmm. you can do this or why we struggle to get this as a zero waste or an ethical shop or whatever. And I think sometimes people don't realise until they have a read of something and, you know, in the same way you read an article in the paper and you're like, oh, I didn't know that, you know. So it's our job, I guess, to consider the educational side of things. And also teach us as consumers how we can shop correctly for you Mm. to work with Mm. your systems. That's that's an important thing to know. I mean, I say people coming in the huffy, a majority of our customers are amazing and patient and they don't get cross and they don't mind that it's the third day they've come in and we haven't got any eggs. You know, sometimes it just... (laughs) we are all just people you know and it is often just me and Lottie at 10 o'clock at night doing the ordering and trying to figure out where we're at and we we don't pretend to be perfect or have a perfect system this is why I just do not understand people that I've I've seen and I've heard firsthand from you about these Mm. these customers do they for you to have done so much during the past year where everyone else just closed up you continued you did your deliveries which we haven't even spoken about Mm. Um, and you showed great resilience and adaptability you kept the smiles coming you had stuff you were producing the food and drink and you were a lifeline for huge numbers of people and the most vulnerable mm. that's yeah it's outrageous it's sorry i'll get i get quite though. upset for you yeah <laughs> thank you it is strange because it, I, I you know i know there's that thing of if someone's having a bad day and they take it out on you not to get take it personally mm. It is hard not to take something personally when someone is telling you that what you're doing isn't good enough. That's a hard thing to take, whether you're really like hard nosed or whatever. And I'm not. Um, I find I take everything to heart because I and I think it's because we care so much. And I think that's that's half the thing, isn't it? If you if you really, really care about your business, you care about the people who are unhappy, probably even more than Mm. the ones who are happy because you're trying your best to meet their standards. But sometimes people's standards are a bit unusual and you know 
people have asked, yeah. like the questioned all sorts of stuff that we do that is actually like mm, yeah but we need to remember to you're do. less than two years old you've never worked yeah. in retail before well apart from mac yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know you've never owned that. your own business uh, no. you're new to this whole green sustainable living yourselves and it's a journey and mm. yeah you're doing incredibly girls well done Oh, thanks. thanks. <laughs> now, you did another great post yesterday on reasons why people should support you and visit yeah, the zero waste. Yeah. What was in that reasons post? Reasons to shop with us. Mm. Well, it was, it was basically, so people come, like, we, we find we're quite seasonal. So in the summer, it's a lot about the cafe. And in the winter, it tends to be more shop-based. I don't know why. It's just a trend we've noticed. It's the only trend we have noticed, actually. Trends are a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but Tuesday was busy last week, and it's not this week. What? <laughs> yeah. but, um, but the shop side of things has taken a natural downturn, which we expect in the summer. And I just wanted to remind people that reasons to come and shop with us, as opposed to coming to the cafe, which obviously we love. Um, like grabbing just... a coffee and a loaf of bread. That's great. Yeah. It's Easy very French. Yeah, very <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think so the post was more about here's some kind of fun reasons why you should shop with us that maybe you didn't realize so the first one was basically that you will never find anything in plastic so if you don't want to be a part of the problem then shopping with us means that you're still doing a bit if you're swapping out something you would normally buy in plastic by buying something from us then fabulous um I think the other one was just the the range and what we offer I think sometimes people don't know they don't always come and have a look they might feel a bit intimidated by the units and things well, that's and that what was I was asking earlier about what local makers and what projects are, are on your mm. shelves at the moment because whenever I pop in and have a good browse I think oh that's new I have I didn't know yeah. this company and I'm always looking at the labels and think oh wow you yeah. know I, I feel like I I should have a a good track on all our local producers and makers yeah. but I always discover something new from you even at Christmas you had yeah, yeah green so decorations and all this stuff so. absolutely yeah. yeah and I think that's the thing so people don't always know what's in mm. the shop and because a little bit was tucked around the corner you don't always see it from the cafe side of things so it was just about trying to encourage people to come in and have a look and it is a bit of a treasure trove like you might not know that you're going to need something until you see it and then you're like oh that's amazing or you might spot a gift for someone that would be perfect or that kind of thing so it was just saying like you know you'd be surprised by what we've got yeah um trying to think what the other ones were now I can tell you, I have it in no, front of on, me. Front of you. So that. number one was your lack of plastic packaging, obviously. Yeah. And then you have your strict ethical standards. Oh, yeah, so the, the vetting of the suppliers. Mm-hmm. like It's just something that people maybe can be confident in knowing that yeah. we've done that. We've you know yeah. we've done the hard work so that you don't have to. But the last we're point... We're not to send stuff back either if they don't meet it. Well oh, done. yeah, we've sent bath bombs we've, back we've, that have arrived sent, in plastic. Yeah. Like, what the hell is this? Off yeah. you go. Really? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they were told they were naked and they were like, oh, they don't transport as well. You can have them back then. Nowadays, there's no, there's, you know, you, not really. No excuse, no. is there, really? No. The last point was about your team, and you do have a really great team behind you. Yeah. yeah. I think the thing is, the team, we're so, I say we're lucky, but, you know, I, when I hire someone, I very rarely actually ask them about what they've worked in previously. And for me, it's about how they interact and their personality, because I think it's really important that they have the kind of personality that a customer is going to relate to. And also that's going to fit into the team and, you know, sit with us in a way that they feel comfortable and we feel comfortable. Um, and, you know, we had a big overhaul of our team a couple of months ago. You know, a lot of people kind of left in succession. You know, they were given internships and moved 
to different cities and all sorts. Yeah. There was lots of lovely reasons. Two to Bristol. Yeah, two, two to, to Bristol. Yeah, it just it just was one of those things where you know, unfortunately, we lost a lot of our core team in a very short space of time. Um, and so hiring new people like was daunting. Return to yeah. you. <laughs> mm. I was like, can you just come back now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we had to hire new staff, and I I feel like we've actually got a, a lovely new set of team who are really open and excited about learning what we do and, and giving ideas and things like that and and they it's their job to welcome people as they walk in and equally they are more than happy to come around the shop with you and show you how things work and show you give you gift ideas tell you about products you know we try and train our staff really well we have training sessions really regularly um and so our staff are kind of the backbone of what we do if we didn't have a strong team we wouldn't be able to do what we do because neither of us can be there mm-hmm. every day you know it's not possible so we've got you know you fly and give one of them a baby and yeah usually around the you know, that's, it's kind of like how's your babysitting skills during an interview <laughs> do you like children there's often our children around um, yeah. but you know and we're really you will be chasing one down the pantiles yeah <laughs> yeah yours is a runner <laughs> but i think because of that the team are incredible at you know bonding with customers and actually showing them that things aren't quite as daunting or intimidating or showing them how the scales work and that kind of thing and they're a real credit to us mm. and and we we always want to shout about them because you know we couldn't do it without them i'm really excited yeah. to be having a member event with you on the 16th of september yes. if members yes. please put it in your diary the evening of the 16th of september because it'll be a great chance to meet the team properly and in a, absolutely and just relax with a bit of alcohol and learn more about mm-hmm. the shop and all you know how to use the refill stations or all these silly questions that people might have about yeah. you know yeah. eat yeah being more eco-friendly and sustainable and how we can all help and also learn a little bit more about what you've been saying about how you order things and how you know how we can change our habits to help you guys out too so that that's going to be a great evening yeah really good it's like an exclusive nose around the shop very exclusive and some Mm. lovely samples and freebies and discounts it's going to be great but you've also got another event coming up in september can you tell us more about that yeah, so we've got our sustainability market that we're hosting, which we're very excited about. When is that, Lottie? So the 25th and 26th of September. So we still got pictures if anyone listening is interested. Or, ha- or knows anybody yeah, who is a green supplier, a local green So how's it going people... to work? Is this just in the Pantiles? It's in the Pantiles, so it's in um, partnership with the Pantiles Market, so they very kindly joined forces with us. Um, so we've got the market all the pictures on the market and then we've also got use of the bandstands so we've got a few people coming in to do some sustainability talks which would be really That's brilliant. so yeah, yeah very excited about that one and hopefully it'll become an annual event yes. if, if we find that there's an appetite yeah. for it and people embrace it then it will become something that we'd like to do maybe even twice a year you know it's it, it has to kind of fit in with obviously the pantiles and their schedule as well which is you know we don't own the events license for the pantiles so we, we are working with them to do that but i think it would be really interesting to see what people think and you know and get feedback from people who are shopping and feedback from the traders and and you know so we can make it bigger and better every yeah, year it's such a brilliant a thing there's been nothing like this in the past has there so it's no it's no, no. really We've great kind of, We've essentially sort of championed it um, and, you know, come up with 
the kind of the pitch and everything to try and give people the best idea of what we're, we're hoping to achieve from it and you know getting the partners of people like you know classic free tumble dwells and friends of the earth and people like that involved as well so um yeah i think it's it's really exciting and I'm, i really hope that people who come and shop realize that there is so much on their doorstep that they yeah. could do and buy and use um that maybe helps them change their habits a little bit yeah i'm looking forward to being there and it also if there's anything i can do to help promote you just shout Thank you. and fast forwarding to december you spoke briefly about christmas but you will be at castlemas so you're coming to tunbridge to be at castlemas in our very first yes. tn car christmas market mistletoe town yes and I'm so excited you are having <laughs> Sunday the 19th of December you have a little chalet yes. there do you have any mm. idea what you'll be selling that day mm, I've got a few a few ideas I've been I've been preparing my shopping because <laughs> <laughs> well, you can do some shopping while you're there too and with the no, Santa's water you can take the kiddies to meet Father yeah, Christmas the kids come down. yeah so no we've got we've got a list of supplies that we're going to be taking with Brilliant. us so. yeah there will be some plastic free Christmas decorations as well that we yes. can sell which would be a big thing and the wrapping paper and things like that um, so your Christmas essentials yeah and then some cool gifts. I'll definitely yeah. be stocking up I'll be there I'm there every night mm. so yeah you'll see a lot of me <laughs> you'll be there probably all the yeah. well I've got a chalet but obviously it'll be very cold so I'll be popping to get some mulled cider yeah. from Charrington's every hour Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Good yeah. Just to support local, be drinking lots. Of course, obviously. Yeah. Um, you met through the kids. Remind me how old the children are now. Obviously, Mimi's still very little. Mimi's only eight months old. Kit's three. And then, yeah, Fox is three, but Willow is six. And how are you finding juggling brand new yeah. business <laughs> and motherhood? Well, do you know, this, this summer has been quite handy because... Um, Lottie kindly just said she'd have my children for a, for, a, for a day a week. I didn't so get that invitation, Wednesday. Lottie. Yeah, I know. I, I feel like four's that. enough. If you have four, <laughs> yeah. you, there's no gap between four, four and eight. Eight is good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, every, every Wednesday I just throw my children at Lottie now, which is brilliant. Um, but I think, as any parent who owns a business knows, it's, it's you're cool. always feeling yeah. guilty whether yeah. you're feeling guilty that you're not giving enough to your business or you're not giving enough to your children. Mm. I don't know a single person that has found a happy medium that mm. is that perfect work-life balance. I just don't think it is it actually exist. possible yeah. at the moment. Um, but we beat ourselves up about it, don't we, to find that balance? Yes. Yeah, and the thing is, I've sort of learned now that there are things I have to let go. I I find it very difficult to relinquish control with like the business stuff. And even though I know that, there are many people that can do an order or whatever. I'm like, I'll just do it, you know. Mm. And I've learned I need to sort of step mm. back and, and try and like lose some of that. I don't know. I don't know where it comes from. I think I've always been this way. Um, so obviously my holiday, my plan is to actually completely switch off. I'm actually like leaving our team WhatsApp group. That's a big well deal to me. Um, yeah. And so I think with that, you know, obviously we've got the struggles every parent has with you know kids going back to school my daughter's in year one she's moving into year two and you know she's never really had a full year at school yet because of covid and and i'm aware of it and she's quite an emotional one so we sort of <laughs> you know we haven't we manage all of that and then fox is just a proper three-year-old boy and you know it's it's hard isn't it and then of course you've got a baby so you're not even sleeping it's just nonsense really when you can say nonsensical yeah. yeah am i allowed to say that you're planning some kind of 
empowering women event am i allowed to say that yeah yeah, yeah. what well, we haven't named it though we, we haven't we named it and i, I kind of can't here. call it no we have been calling no. it our group i did tell the husbands <laughs> that i'll be taking part in an event called he's like really how are you going to promote that i don't know yeah we'll yeah, call it so. something slightly for anyone who's like thinking what are you talking about it's um begins with an f an f up night <laughs> but what is, is the, yes exactly tell us what the theme what, of the night yes, is what that actually means is it's um an event that we're hosting for entrepreneurs, um, business owners, and the first one we do will be female-led only. So we're going to have a panel of female, um, like female-led business owners. So females who are strong business women who run their own businesses. But the entire premise of the evening is the for mistakes. them to talk about the mistakes they've made. This isn't. It's not a moment for them to talk about the successes of their business. It's to talk about their failures. To talk about the things that they did that went wrong, horribly wrong in some ways. It sounds sometimes. incredibly uplifting. But the idea behind it is that it's so relatable because yeah. so many entrepreneurs have made mistakes before they make mm. it. And it could potentially stop someone in the audience who's also doing a similar venture yeah. or whatever, yeah, making an, an error yeah. or yeah. doing something or going like down a route without... But we're always... <laughs> <laughs> we're always... Um, we're always looking at everyone else thinking everyone's got their act together and exactly. also particular, social media is the guilty of this so you look at people's feeds you think well, they've got it all together you know they're mm. that professional they're slick and, I, and I'm and i an amateur I don't know what I'm doing and yeah, we're I all think... in it together and it, they're really we need to, to put voice to this and say look I've learnt this this and this and yeah. I, I've, I've learnt and I think especially women have imposter syndrome Absolutely. when they run businesses and yeah. I think part of what we want to do with that event and and we're going to make it a regular event so the first one will be all about empowering women we're not going to completely exclude men we will have male entrepreneurs and speakers as well but um it's just to essentially give an insight into how similar we all are in that when you run a business we've all had those thoughts that things aren't going to work and then things don't work and with the best will in the world and sometimes with all the figures and everything adding up things still don't work yeah um but actually that it's all about the relatability of it if you are listening to somebody who's currently running a business that is successful and you know that they've also made catastrophic <laughs> catastrophic errors it's it kind of makes you feel like actually do you know what i can do this and it is it, actually an enlightening and, and positive Absolutely. evening because it's not a it's not a negative view of the it's it's a kind of if I'd known this if I'd done this yeah I would have made also half the the things that you say think that you've done wrong all the mistakes that you'd call mistakes mm. they're part of the journey and the discovery yeah, and they're, they're life lessons yeah. that are invaluable and also we are our worst critics aren't we so yes mm. yeah other people may not yeah. even see them as as failures I, True, I've yeah. just realised we've been talking for an hour, and yeah, you have I was like, you have gonna, a shop to rescue. run, and we have children. Yeah. Well, I don't. But that's another story. I was just looking at my friend, going, "I've got to rescue children." Before <laughs> before we we say goodbye, to, can you remind members what reward can they enjoy from you? You you were really lovely in joining the TN card. Yeah, right from the get go. Everything in store, so come on down. That excludes um, produce, doesn't it? That's not fresh. It does, yeah. It, includes, it excludes fresh produce at the moment. So, but everything else, you're good to go. And then fifteen so percent of coffee, sandwiches, and pastries in the cafe. Yeah. So ten percent off in the shop, fifteen off in the cafe. So come down, come and enjoy. Renew your card if you haven't, because 
can't use it if you don't. And yeah. for those that can't get into the store, are you still doing delivery? We... At the moment, no. Okay. No. Just because, basically, if we're completely honest, staffing, but also at this time of year, the demand drops when people yeah. go on holiday. And we always make our decisions based on wastage. Of course, Is it, are we going to be course. wasting anything? And we kept deliveries going for a little while and then we realised that the veg was wasn't costing us going. more money. Yeah. Than, that makes than we absolute sense. sense. So, so, yeah. so everyone so do get down to the pantiles. Yeah, we still do click and collect. So yeah. you can you can order online and collect, but we're just not actually physically delivering yeah, at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah. And and have some brunch or some lunch while you're there. Yeah, and to get to the back of the shop. Yeah discover some new local come and, have a, come and see the treasure trove of yeah. the shop Absolutely. and and if you remember and you want to come to the event if you go onto the event section of the website all the details will be there and tickets will be available on eventbrite very soon Yay. ladies it's been an absolute pleasure to talk oh, to you. Thank, you thank you very thank very you. much i find you uh you your friendship is one of the great things that have come out of the TN card. I absolutely I mean, love both is. of you very yeah. much. And <laughs> you're doing incredible things for our community. So thank you on behalf of everyone. Oh, thank and, you, and Jess. We love you too. Please keep it we up. You. You're doing a brilliant thing. Thank you. Thank okay. you, my lovely Speak to you soon, my darling. Bye. 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 Thank you for joining the TN Catch-Up exclusively for our TN Card community. We're taking a quick break now for the summer holidays, but we'll be back with our next podcast on the 6th of September, and I'm chatting to Stacey Ralph at the Fairy Godmother in Tunbridge. I can't wait to talk to her. Thank you for listening again, and thank you, as always, for being part of our growing community, supporting local in Tunbridge Wells, Tunbridge and Sevenoaks. Thanks again, and stay safe. This week's TN Card Catch-Up was proudly brought to you by Big Chat Productions. If you'd like to find out how to create your own podcast series, contact us, hello at chattyhatter.com.